following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. I'm Nathan Kapiser. I'm Craig Lewis. You know what the difference is between me and you, Craig? One of us likes action films. I make this shit look good. I don't? Do I make or it I look make bad? This look good. He didn't say shit. That was a Men in Black reference. There's yes. no way he said shit. He could have. No, he said I make this look good. He didn't say I make this shit look good in Men in Black. He should have. <laughs> he should have. <laughs> Will Smith, man, you I mean, you said shit a lot in uh Bad Boys. Why couldn't you do in that Men in Black movie just once? <laughs> Sounds better. I like Men in Black better than Bad Boys. I mean, as far as Michael Bay movies go, Bad Boys ain't that bad. Yeah, Bad Boys is still one of his better ones. I'm not a huge fan, but that this does fall right back into the camp of action movies versus non-action movies. I mean, that's what it what it is. It's an action movie with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith versus Men in Black is more has action, but is a sci-fi film. Yeah, it's an action sci-fi comedy. Comedy. Bad Boys has comedy to it. It's a sci-fi comedy action. Would you say, okay, which genre has priority? Clearly not action. Either sci-fi or comedy. Uh, Comedy. I think it's comedy first, then sci-fi. I don't know, man. Men in Black, though. Like, I feel like... You could have made that movie without the comedy, but you couldn't have made that movie without the sci-fi. Or it'd just be true. Two FBI agents. True. And it would just be yeah, a comedy FBI movie. Although I'm down for that too. Why hasn't there ever been one of those? We got Super Troopers. Oh, uh, we had Dragnet. <laughs> was that comedic? I I don't know. I think it <laughs> I was never watched Dragnet. Comedic. I was never really. You were never really what like 60 years old in the 90s. Or the 80s, or when the fuck did... Yeah, the 80s. When did, when did Dragnet come out? 70s, right? 60s. 60s? Yeah. I went like three decades So back. I said away. 90s, and then I was like, I know I just let him go. I'm like, he, he's going to get to it eventually. I knew it wasn't the 90s. That's just obviously when I would see the repeats, but I knew well, it was Well, yeah, Detective Joe Friday. I mean, I don't think anybody could talk that way and not be construed as comedic. I would have... Honestly, though, in my defense, legitimately, I would have said 70s. So I would have only been like a decade off. But you still said '90s for some reason. I did. I, I think did. they made a re like they tried to relaunch the series in the '90s. Hold on, let me just let me just do that over. You were never really what like 60 years old in the '60s or the '60s or when the fuck did yeah the '60s? When did, when did Dragnet come out? '60s, right? '60s, '60s. Yeah, yeah. So you're spot on with the '60s. So the internet was rocked recently with the tragic loss of a few uh, people that played a big role, whether it be in the the internet media or just um, in movies in itself. And listen, we're here to entertain mostly and keep people cheery, but this is definitely a serious note that we have to at least you know talk about, at least make public. But we won't take up a lot of your time. Yeah, no reason, about this. To, no reason to dwell on it. You're here to, to hear about uh, about cheery, fun things like the war in Vietnam. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, <laughs> not to be bogged down with all these depressing topics, yeah, but um, yeah, not to make light of it. I but mean. we do want to say, to start off, rest in peace, Justin Juario Carmichael and Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
suicide and drug abuse are two big things that are are just taking us down. And unfortunately, the world lost two great entertainers over the past few weeks due to substance abuse and suicide. And suicide. uh, And suicide is a lot harder to deal with maybe than substance abuse. They're both. They're both really tough. They're both in the same camp. And let's, let's get this aside right here. Like, we, we've said it before, and we fucking mean it. Like, Fairpoint does not cast judgment. We don't cast judgment on no, if, anyone if you... that's feeling depressed and suicidal or anybody that has a drug abuse problem. Like, that, that shit's life. Like, that shit happens to the best of us and the worst of us and everybody in between. Most, most likely, importantly, we most want you to get someone help. in between. Yeah. But... Most importantly, we want you to get help, and we're not here to just, like, you know, we're definitely not going to mock you or, it... or think you're a lesser person. You are, yeah. you are not. You know, we all have our issues. We all have our demons. We all have our problems. We do wish that those of you suffering with those specific issues get the help you need. And I I don't know. I've never met neither of these men, but uh, both both of their deaths affected me. I I mean, I won't won't sit here and uh, blow smoke up your ass and and tell you that I cried and I lost sleep over it. But I mean, I I was... So you didn't (laughs) cry. But that that means no disrespect. I mean, like, I feel like it would be more disrespectful here to be insincere and try to claim that it had a bigger effect on my life than it did because I didn't actually know these people. But I was a fan of both of them. Me too. Me too. Philip Seymour Hoffman, amazing actor, amazing talent. Juario was definitely had a huge impact on uh, yeah the online the whole online community. He was one of the pioneers. And it's heartbreaking and tragic and like confusing to wonder like I don't know this person, I don't know his personal life, and like. What were the factors that like led this man to do this? And right again, not saying anything disrespectful about him, but we all know and understand that like suicide is something that really hurts all those around you. And I, I don't mean to paint him in a negative light to imply anything about him, but that like whatever was bothering him was bothering him so much that this person who I'm going to go ahead and assume was a good person, like his friends and everyone, I, I believe it, you know, yeah. like, of course he was that, that a good, good hearted person would, would feel that it's more difficult. You know what I mean? To continue, continue dealing with these problems that, that he can't take it anymore. And, and that they not, to, I, 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 there's no easy way to say this, like that he would put his loved ones through that. I don't, I don't mean to imply that his intentions were to put anybody through anything. But as a intelligent, you know, like adult human being, I'm sure he was cognizant of the fact that it would cause some pain and that he just, he couldn't handle it. Well, it, it makes and me wonder, like, how well did he hide it? Because nobody, you know, it's came, it almost seemed like it came as a shock to yeah. a lot of his close friends. Like, you know, just the type of person that Justin was. Uh, did you, by any chance, see the last video he, he made and posted about uh, You're Not Stupid? I care about you. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly, I saw that after I heard the news and it was like so heartbreaking almost to me. Like I almost teared up watching this video itself. What was it? It was just it was just him in a bathrobe in front of his computer. Wasn't wearing the hat or anything. It was just seriously just from him basically talking to people who might have suicidal thoughts. And he was saying, you know, you may not hear this a lot, but. Just want you to know you are not stupid. Whatever you're going through, there are people that care about you. And, and, and like to me, like it was like shaking. Like and like he would that he could say this, you know, to try to help other people and then himself be afflicted by it like that. But like, well, of course, that's why he wanted to reach out. I mean, 
And he did, the look in his eyes was just, it was so sad. When this thing happens, it, it is a shock to everybody. And uh, it's intense. I mean, I, I, I don't know anybody who either hasn't been there themselves or hasn't had somebody extremely there. close to themselves that's been there. Like, like pretty much everybody I know, everyone's been there. Like, yeah. this is, that's life, man. And it's fucking hard. But if, I'm glad I didn't try to, you know. I mean, it's it's my opinion on suicide, and again, I, I can't say this enough, no insensitivity. Like, I understand. I may not understand what you personally are going through, but I understand how that feels. And like, But from my perspective, like, okay, you're going to commit suicide. You're going to kill yourself. You're, you're going to end it all. It's too much to deal with. You're taking that, that final step. Like, in my eyes, take another moment, take another day to be like, all right, well, I've made my decision. I'm going to do this. Fuck it. I'm going to try everything before I fucking do it. Like, why the fuck not? Now, this may seem like I'm being kind of naive or it may seem that, like I'm like, trying to make a joke. Just out of way it. too easy. And I'm not. And if I build myself up and say a few like tongue in cheek things, please don't take that for anything other than it is other than my own like language, the way I speak. Like, fuck, if you're going to kill yourself, why the fuck not be like, I'm going to go blow all my money on stupid shit. I'm going to go run down the street naked. I'm going to go ask every fucking hot girl that I see out on a date. Oh, I thought you were going to say it. have sex. I'm going to ask a couple of them to have sex. Yeah, sure, because fuck it. I'm going to kill myself anyway. Why not try? What's the worst that could happen? I'm going to go, you know what? There are thousands and millions of places that are in desperate need of volunteers. Every fucking non-for-profit organization is in desperate need of volunteers. And by doing that, you could change somebody's life and put somebody else in the position where maybe if you hadn't been there, like as that extra person to help and like to give them those kind words that day and serve them that bowl of soup or whatever it is, the service you're performing, like maybe you really would have changed that person's course. When you're done trying all this stuff and you've put aside a couple days to, to go volunteer your time and just to try a bunch of stupid shit because why the fuck not? Maybe then... It, you might have a different outlook and maybe it would have changed things and it might have just done yeah, the trick. Yeah, now you don't have any more money. And if it didn't, I guess there's always still killing yourself. Now, we're not, no, we're not, no, we're no, not no. at all like, like encouraging that, but I mean, like, what do you have to lose? If you're going to kill yourself, what the fuck do you have to lose? Like, that option is not going to be taken away from you. Try a few other things. Like, do it for the people that love you. And do it for yourself. Like, no, fuck the people that love you. Do it for yourself. Like, seriously, you owe it to yourself. And I don't mean that to be condescending. Like, I, I really hope that came across right. It did. It came across just fine. Like, which... I'm literally, like, almost getting choked up, like, talking about it. Talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman. The whole drug abuse thing is definitely big with entertainment. It's maybe too easy. Uh, maybe being another person your entire life really takes a toll with your brain, and this is the only way you cope with it. And having that much opportunity. When you have the opportunity to do right. something, you're you much just more have, likely to. It's so easily available, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. It's easily available, and they have tons of money to spend on it, so it's not like Money's having issue. a drug yeah. habit interferes with their rent like it does with lower-class people and shit, you know? Yeah, and it's just... it's. Like Heath Ledger was another one. And that was, it was said that, you know, being the Joker, getting into the mind of that. I think that was sensationalist media crap. Do you? Because Jack Nichols, Nicholson uh, said he had to check himself into to get help after he portrayed the Joker. I don't know, man. I'm not going to 
past judgment. I ain't going to say some shit about that. And Jack Nicholson listens and I hurt his feelings. Are you saying he's a bad actor? No, Jack Nicholson's an awesome actor. I'm saying if I were to, if I were to say that's bull crap. And then Jack Nicholson's oh. like, fuck you, that's bull crap. Well, you I don't guess, know yeah. me. <laughs> you, you don't, don't know, know my trauma and my struggle. And it's true, I don't. I mean, but a lot of this happens to big character actors. Philip Seymour Hoffman was okay. a character actor. I totally see. And it, yeah, like it's, it's people that live in the heads of other people a lot of their lives. They get into their characters that they're going to be. It's just, it, it's got to be tough. So we don't know what it's like to do that. I mean, I, I live in my own head and I hate that sometimes, but... Yeah, if you're if you're having problems with drug abuse, if you're having problems with suicide, like it's so cliche, but like you really are the farthest thing from alone, and you may feel alone, but like take some consideration into the fact that uh this is life, and like that is a completely legitimate, true, real part of life, and uh, you gotta deal with it, and sometimes it's really hard, but like you do have to, like you're alive. That's your responsibility to deal with it. And like whatever you do, don't make a podcast. We don't need rivals. Yeah. But um, and, and don't let this get twisted. We're not judging recreational drug use. OK, like drug use. No, we're definitely talking about drug abuse. Yes. Not, there's a difference. Like there's it, a huge difference. Drugs is a huge, complicated fucking mess of an issue. Listen, so, if what it takes to think that we're funny here is smoking a little dope. And smoke a little dope. Yeah, if if you're in control also, of your situation, you know, we we could talk about the differences between. Now, at know, the same time, though, are, hold on, though, we're not just telling people to go smoke dope. Like, we're not saying get what high. I'm, what not, I'm saying, but, though, is that if somebody decides to recreationally smoke pot, that's your prerogative. I I don't see any serious. There hasn't been any like you know people seriously ODing on pot and and Never. destroying the lives of, of everybody. Not. Other but than just, you just know, I, you, you spend a little too much of your paycheck on it. Well, just understand that the, that issue is much more complex than normal presents it to be, and it's much more complex than the anti-drug commercials present it to be. And drug abuse is a thing, and sometimes it is hard to notice when you're caught in that cycle. So, like, be real with yourself. If you know you have a problem, if you don't know you have a problem, a whatever, you know, know, just be real with yourself. Like, don't give yourself the benefit of the doubt, and if you think you need help, Get your help because it will affect somebody's life for you to turn around and make your life better. That is that is the single best thing well that said, you can do for Nathan. other people is to Very make well your said. life. And there's always the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're always available 24-7. We've all heard about that growing up. What's that number? I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> 1-800-273-8255. Or just keep listening. It's in my uh, my speed contacts. So. <laughs> See, now I feel like I'm making light of it. I'm not trying to, but... I'm telling you right now, you don't need to call that. You can call me. I'm your crutch. Thank you. You're welcome. There's there's no national drug abuse hotline. Uh, That would be turning yourself into the feds. (laughs) But... I do think there are... Hold on. I'm pretty sure there is at least one or two substance abuse There are tons of substance abuse hotlines. Um, Look into your local services. Um, You can go to drugfree.org. What I was saying is there Definitely. is no actual national. Oh, national there is a national one. suicide prevention line. There okay. is no actual national drug abuse help system uh, that I know of. Tr- Maybe I'm try wrong. To, try to just, you know, find someone to help you kick the habit before you just turn yourself into the cops. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck it. We are not licensed therapists, and you should not take any of our advice. Like, you should... Think for yourself and consult a doctor and talk to your loved ones and all that shit. But fuck it. Send us an email 
fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com if you really think there's no one else to turn to fuck it we'll be here for you nathan for real for no but totally for real like totally for real if we get an email like that i'm telling you right now i do not i do not we will hope that people are not trolling us because that don't fucking troll us don't fucking be like oh you just ask them to troll i'm just gonna send you just ask them to troll you oh i'm gonna kill myself emails like for real Go ahead. If you want to, just know that you're a piece of shit and that there are people that genuinely have that problem and that you think it's funny, so you're just like a piece of shit. So, yeah. I uh, I do want to say I'm pretty sure saying not to troll us just asked everybody to troll us. No, I know. I understand. <laughs> I, and I was just letting them know. And they you know, are a piece of shit. That's all they're looking for is someone to tell them they're a piece of shit. So, so there you go. <laughs> I saved you the trouble. Don't even have to write the email. Fucking... We're already letting you know. Yeah. Seriously, though. Uh Stay strong, like keep your head up, keep moving on. Rest in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Justin Juwario Carmichael. The world uh, will definitely will miss the both of you. Does anybody remember when Viacom bleeped out the whole I've learned something today speech of the South Park episode? The uh, Muhammad episode, right? Yeah, it was 201. It was the 200th episode and then the part two to that, 201. Yeah. Well. And the goo. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An uncensored copy finally surfaced on the internet. Oh, it's about time. And Matt and Trey were famously quoted beforehand as they said the speech had nothing to do with Muhammad. Nothing like that. So that copy did surface on the internet, but Viacom is cracking down hard on anybody that posts it. But Like cracking down how? Like are they going to sue them? Are they going to... Just oh shut yeah, them they, down. they send them cease and desist notices, and cease and desist notices are no joke. Yeah, they're not jokes, <laughs> especially from a big company like Viacom. So, for anybody that's interested, the bleep dialogue is as follows. So Kyle says, "That's because the <laughs> you see." I- no, okay, I'm just fucking with you guys. Um, so Kyle says. That's because there is no goo, Mr. Cruz. You see, I learned something today. Throughout this whole ordeal, we've all wanted to show things we weren't allowed to show. But it wasn't because of some magic goo. It was because of the magical power of threatening people with violence. That's obviously the only true power. If there's anything we've all learned, it's that terrorizing people works. And then Jesus says, That's right. Don't you see, Gingers? If you don't want to be made fun of anymore... All you need is guns and bombs to get people to stop. And then Santa says, That's right, friends. All you need to do is instill fear and be willing to hurt people, and you can get whatever you want. The only true power is violence. It's extremely funny thinking of Santa and Jesus saying these things. Which <laughs> was not exactly the message you want to portray, but But I it think does that was part of the joke. It, it was yeah. irony. And yeah. I think they were being facetious. The writing was definitely being facetious. Definitely, it had Whether or not the characters Santa and Jesus were being facetious, probably not. It's South Park. Take it at face value. It's a shame that it got censored. But now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Uh, did you see the two new roles that were cast for Man of Steel 2? They have cast Alfred as Jeremy Irons. Yes, yes, I did. And the, another controversial one, this is probably, people have, people have probably given up on Ben Affleck here. They probably have. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, Lex Luthor is that Brian kid Cranston, from the... Brian Cranston, right? That, no. And no, it's Brian Cranston, right? 
No. What? Well, no. It was that kid from the that played Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah I knew the, it was uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I was being the Jesse Jesse Eisenberg, i.e. The, the, the poor day. man's Michael Sarah. Well, he's a very rich man at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people think he's got the chops to do it, but he's just, how do you justify having an older Batman and a younger Lex Luthor? Like, I don't know, man. That is so weird. That is so weird. But I feel like when this happens, I guess it's where you just have no choice until the movie comes out, but to just trust that, I guess, the actor did a really convincing audition and the director saw something in them. Like, no one would have pictured Tom Hardy as Bane. No. No one would have pictured Heath Ledger as Joker. I'm picking shit from the same franchise. But no, no one would have pictured Johnny Depp as, like, that fucking pirate character. Hold your tongue now, fella. Johnny Depp was awesome. At that point. Yeah, but... He could have done anything. But yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. A lot of people didn't peg the him The first time Jack I Sparrow. saw Pirates of the Caribbean, I had to keep going, that's fucking Johnny Depp. At this point, I see it, and I see the Johnny Depp, even though I fucking love Jack Sparrow, one of the greatest characters of American cinema of all time. But and now I see the Johnny Depp. Okay, we'll say Johnny Depp is Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Nobody would have seen that. People would have been like, What? Yeah, yeah, if you're just like, Johnny Depp's Hunter S. Thompson. Re- yeah, really? Really? I don't know. But, so, I don't know, man. Or uh, maybe. Do you think he was just like in the auditioning room, Zack Snyder's just staring at him, like, and like in his mind, he's just picturing him without hair on oh, top of Oh, I thought you were going to say clothes. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> he was like picturing him, he's like, oh man, I wish I knew this dude back when I did Sucker Punch. What, he would have cast him in the lead role? As one of the girls. Doing the little dance. Yeah, he was the one that, that we was never doing... get to see. God, fuck that movie. <laughs> I have to say, my opinions of Zack Snyder are mostly positive. I haven't I seen so. Man of Steel, and I'm not a big fan of 300, but I think it was spectacularly made. Yeah. The, Does the, that make sense? The art style. And just like the CGI that was used. Yeah, beautiful film. Um, I'm, it's just not my type of film. I like 300. I'm not and a big you know what my of... favorite thing about 300 was? The historical accuracy of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I'm not a huge fan of the comic to begin with. But you like, just like, feel the, the sarcasm dripping from my mouth yeah. there. But in seriousness, credit where credit's due. Like, I thought it was a good movie. Watchmen. I loved Watchmen. I, love, I thought Watchmen was great. I, I do think it did have several flaws, which we will discuss in a future episode. But I gotta overall... I got to say, the, the, in general, the comic book ending versus the movie ending... The comic book ending made so much more sense. Their decision and what they did with the movie, I thought, left too many like arguments to like that doesn't make any sense. All right, I guess we're gonna have to stop and talk about Watchmen for a minute. <laughs> Looks like there's no way around it. Okay. Oh, is this becoming the Watchmen episode, or should we wait for the Watchmen episode? Well, we can discuss this for a second. My idea. Are we gonna say spoilers or keep it free? The comic is sacred. Well, let's say this is spoiler free. This is spoiler light. We're not going to actually... Ah, yes. Diet spoiler. We're not going to spoil anything. That aspartame-filled spoiler. We may spoil... We're not going to spoil actual like actual elements of the storyline or the events, but like maybe elements of the tone and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's, it, this, isn't a, this is spoiler-free. This is spoiler-free. If you consider this a spoiler, we're sorry. Take it up with us. We apologize, but we won't spoil it. As far as I'm concerned, that comic is sacred. Yes. In adapting it to film, when you're making a film that is really, for the most part, very like shot for shot, like a very faithful adaptation. Yes. 
So I'm I'm wondering, is this leading to you being mad about the ending in the movie? I'm not mad. Or like Mad's just not the right word. I have opinions about it. They're okay. multifaceted, as you will see. I wasn't learn. sure if you were going <laughs> to get to the movie ending was a thousand times better. I'm like, I don't agree with you. Well, no, to me, it's a situation where I can understand both sides of the argument because I see both of them to have merit. So in adapting that sacred work of art and literature that is The Watchmen by Alan Moore, and uh, who was it, Dave Gibson that illustrated it? Dave Gibbons, actually. Gibbons. So close. Holy shit, that's pretty close. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it was you're taught you're really mentioning the soccer. This bumped there. to my brain though. That was pretty good. Ow, that fucking hurt. Yeah, you Sorry, probably shouldn't punch your brain. Your brain your brain can't punch back to fist bump you. <laughs> my bad. My bad. In adapting this literary classic, especially when you're so faithful, to suddenly change direction at the last minute is jarring and weird. Like it yeah. would it if not for the ending we would have pretty much a more or less completely faithful, more or less completely, but you know what I mean, more or less completely faithful adaptation of Watchmen to film. You don't usually get that from comic book movies. Yeah, so that rubs me the wrong way. I'm like, fuck, 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 so close. So close, all the way up to the last five minutes. Fuck. But on the other hand, I see where they're coming from. Can't really say they made it their own, right? <laughs> yeah, no disrespect to master fucking scribe Alan Moore, but the ending that they came up with was an ending that kind of brought the consequences of the storyline back to the characters, tied it together in a way that wasn't as abstract and out of the blue as that the comic? a lot of people have criticized the comic for being. But the ending that they had in the comic made sense as far as how the how the mass you know the villain planned to bring the people of earth together well so did no because if you think about it again try to be as spoiler free as i can but oh, it, it no, seems no, no. like okay. it would be more anti just american yes in a sense though that that is true craig but it's also true that that would still be kind of like the whole world would also have a concern about that thing on its own separated from the context of america i guess i I still think it would just be like this discussion's way too hard to keep having on yeah yeah, yeah. so let's just keep having it and then we'll just do what we did earlier and just bleep it all out okay (laughs) so basically dr manhattan he fucking that's in both the comics and the movie but in the movie evil alien, alien giant monster. squid yeah. thing yeah that was genetically engineered yeah. and that whereas this kind of would be like the united states government yes <laughs> that would be craig's point Just the facts. John James Rambo is a fictional action hero portrayed by Sylvester Stallone in the 1982 film First Blood. This movie was a huge success and led to three sequels, an animated series, video games, and a comic book. As a highly skilled Green Beret, he is definitely not a man you want to mess with. John Rambo appears in the novels First Blood, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, 
the movies First Blood, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, and Rambo. The cartoon, Rambo and the Forces of Freedom. The comics, Rambo and Rambo 3. And the video games, while there's several of them named Rambo, there's Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3, Rambo on Fire, Rambo Arcade, and Rambo the Video Game. Which actually hasn't come out yet. Rambo oh, the video no. game. It was uh, in production hell, one of those games. It was supposed to come out in 2012, then 2013, and now it's slated for, it says, early 2014 release. And you'll never guess who the president of the company that's, set it, that's creating this game is. Craig Lewis! No way. Definitely! I was just randomly looking on Wikipedia, and there I saw my name in, in the midst of one of the So uh, what's paragraphs. the deal, Craig? Why the fuck isn't this game out yet? Man, they keep cutting my funds, man. They keep cutting my funds. <laughs> You know how hard it is to produce a video game on a server's salary? (laughs) So the original novel, First Blood, was written by David Morrill. David Morrill. And it's interesting. You could tell that uh, they wrote the other novels because the film was a success. Oh, of course. Uh, There's a huge difference between the novel and the first movie, where in, in the novel, Rambo dies. Yes. Spoiler alert. Let's just get this out of the way. We've said it before. We don't like to spoil things on Fairpoint that aren't the topic. But when you go into our Rambo episode, expect Expect spoilers related media to be spoiled. Yes. So we're going to spoil all of the fucking Rambo movies. uh, People that are like super interested in this aren't going to be like, yeah, I'm totally going to go and read the book. Oh, you spoiled it for me, you dick. (laughs) So, yes, Rambo kills himself at the end of the book. No. No. Yeah, he does. No. Troutman shoots him in the head. In the book? Yeah. Really? I thought Rambo killed himself. Yeah, they kind of made it seem like uh, like he did because he wanted a noble death is what he wanted. He thought he wasn't going to die right away. At first, he was going to kill himself with a dynamite. And then he realized that Tiesel was still alive. So he decided not to do himself with a dynamite. And then it says he felt the explosion, but not in the chest, in the head. And Troutman goes over to Tiesel and says, I shot him. Oh. Yeah, but in the movie... They filmed a alternate ending. They the did. original ending, but it didn't test well with test audiences. Also wouldn't have drafted sequels. Yes. In which Rambo kills himself, more or less. He And Teasel, the sheriff, dies himself. Oh, really? In the alternate ending. Dude, as far as I'm concerned, based on the ending of that movie, he, it looked like he should have died anyway, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I guess in this ending, he basically tells Troutman that he owes it to him to kill him because he's going to die either way. And he's like, I want it to be from you. The only person that I trust. And he takes his hand with his gun and puts it to his chest. And he's like, do it, pull the trigger and dude won't do it. Goes to pull his hand away. And he kind of pulls his hand back and like forces, it forces the trigger, right. Forces you know, the and- trigger on himself. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, I honestly feel really bad for the character of John Rambo. Like, he didn't ask for any of that. Oh, very tragic character. He didn't ask for any of that. All he wanted was something to eat at a diner. Seriously. Like, Teasel, played by Brian Dennehy, uh, a lot of of you might know him as uh, Tommy Boy's dad. Oh, yeah, Yeah. He's a dick, and his deputies are dicks. They're just jerk-off police officers. You know, they got nothing better to do, so they're going to fuck with this one vagrant. Yeah, I understand. We don't want you in town. I understand that, uh, A, cops can be fucking dicks, and B, Vietnam veterans weren't always shown 
the best of respect, especially at that time. Especially at but that time. There was a very anti-soldier. Really that bad where it's like, oh, you're a fucking soldier. You're wearing a, a flag on your chest. I'm a cop. I'm a fuck with you. Yeah, I got a flag on my shoulder. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it we weren't, you know, around then. We didn't True. know what happened. Like I get that the the hippies were protesting and calling them baby killers and stuff. But yeah, were cops was... like fuck you, you served our country, you You don't prick. well in the beginning I feel like they were more the sheriff at least was more of I don't want you in this town, you're going to cause problems. I don't trust you. You're a drifter. This is a okay. quiet, nice town. Yeah, Get out of here. And, I mean, he did him the honor. At first, it's he wasn't going to fuck with him. It's not fair enough, but I guess your position at first, on he the wasn't going, motivation yeah. is fair enough. Yeah, he wasn't going to fuck with him. He was just dropping him off at the city limits and, like, get out of my town. Which, <laughs> dick, first off, like, okay, give him, give him a bagel and some coffee and send him on his <laughs> way then. But uh, he decided to come back. Rambo was like, you know what? Fuck this dude. I no, I'm no, I, no, I want pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't break any laws. Uh, he up did until up until the point where he assaulted several officers, but and ran into the woods on a stolen motorbike. But yeah. he was arrested before he broke any laws. Yeah, it, as it, of, his arrest prompted he considered the breaking it of the laws because that resisting arrest charge was so like it, it, all the charges were trumped. Well, the character's name has two major sources, I guess, and a third sort of coincidental, serendipitous, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. So three sources? Basically, his first name, John, is a reference to the song, When Johnny Comes Marching Home Again. Yes. And his last name, Rambo, uh, Moral was trying to name his character, and his wife came home from the grocery store with a whole bunch of Rambo apples. And he was like, hmm. Badass apple. Yeah, it's got a badass name to it. That's going to be my character's last name. Now, the, the coincidental... All you huge Rambo fans, think about it. Your character's named after an apple. And then, by pure coincidence, the Japanese word Rambo, which spelled the same Rambo. Go ahead and pronounce it Rambo if you pronounce manga, manga. I've, I, there's some like venom in your in your words there. No, I'm like. not not at all. I don't. I'm just saying. Like, go ahead, make my day. It's Pronounce spelled it Rambo. Manga. It's the I same word. You. I double dare you, motherfucker. It's the same word. They just don't have the phonetic sound. Eh, eh, in eh, the yeah. Japanese. Eh, eh, in the Japanese, you know, lexicon. Yeah. Rambo. That word means violent or rough. Isn't it also uh, like violent without reckless violent? I think. There was there was I feel like there was a a reckless to it. I'll take your word for it. Sure. The character was also inspired by World War Two hero Audie Leon Murphy. Right. The famous World War Two hero that uh, came home, was protested against, couldn't keep a job and then shunned from a town, arrested, broke out of his prison and then was eventually sent back to Nam to find POWs and then was turned his back on again by okay I for a minute really. for a minute I was like really wow this th- I didn't really do much As research I just into continue, this guy. and continue then I was like plotting no, out think... all the movies very very um specifically I wouldn't even say specifically I was gonna say just lackadaisical <laughs> that was it was a soft plot, like not detailed. I think it was detailed enough for me to be like, no, you're just describing John Rambo's life. <laughs> well, then my, I did my job, sir. That's it. I am done. I can walk away from this one. 
Well, yes, your job is to misinform our listeners, and you did a stellar job of that, Craig. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, did you know that Nick Nolte and Michael Douglas both rejected the role of John Rambo? Get out of here. I honestly can't Get out of town. Just like like Sheriff Teasel said to Rambo, get out of town. Get out of my town, damn it. (laughs) Get out of my (laughs) town, Craig. How dare you insinuate? Oh, man. They used to – I think it was a good choice with Sylvester Stallone, honestly. The guy, they didn't need any stellar dialogue from the man. He was just, you know – Yeah, he doesn't talk much in that movie. Like, he did a good job of playing a troubled loner. Uh, Nick Nolte and Michael – you say Keaton? Douglas. Michael Douglas. Okay. Nick Nolte (laughs) and Michael Douglas, not exactly – the figure you want from that. They, they don't really bring off the green beret type mentality. Like I, I would not look at Michael Douglas or Nick Nolte and say, man, this, this man, he is a weapons expert. <laughs> he is trained, highly trained in hand to hand combat. And I could see why he earned those purple hearts. I will say, let's get this out of the way right now. I watched first blood for the first time last night. Was it magical for you? No, I wouldn't describe it as magical. I, mean, I find that so interesting. Like to me, Rambo was like something I knew all growing up. We played Rambo. Oh, I knew guns. Rambo for sure. I, I wanted to watch those movies. I, now, granted, I was young. Yes, uh, people say, "Oh, this is a hyperviolent movie set in the '80s." Like, how young were you to where I, you're uh, sir, watching these sir, I, violent I, movies? I grew up in the '80s. Yeah. That's how young I was. That's that's exactly. what happened with kids in but, the '80s. But to think these days, a parent would never let their child really watch these movies, syndicated or not, on television. I'll be honest with you. The first movie I saw was Rambo 3, and it was on television. And I was about... The first movie you ever saw? The first Rambo movie oh, okay. I ever saw with a character. We as kids used our toy guns and played, and there was nothing... I, I don't see where some parents are getting too lost. You know, that's a whole different discussion about... I don't know, man. I might not show my children Rambo growing up. Well, I wouldn't, but you know right. what? There, you're not going to find Rambo on UPN randomly during uh, Saturday or Sunday anymore. It's it, Well, you will, but it'll be <laughs> not that often. I mean, if you're going to show your kid Rambo, you're going to end up probably popping in the DVD. And that, you don't want the kids exposed to, you know, on syndication, they cut out all the really nasty stuff. So you knew, like, the explosions were happening and whatnot, but you didn't really think about, oh, my God, that was a dude's head that just exploded. Well, yeah, people trust TV. So they're like, no, they're not going to let them air. I, I trust the TV for the to most babysit part, they don't. my kid. So, so whatever. If you watch, you like, can... if you watch a syndicated version on one of those types of channels, like your uh, Paxes or you know your WGN movie of the week, and it's during the daytime, it is super censored. Yeah, with with, with reason sometimes. Not even sometimes. Like they'll bleep out ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sure, I'm just going to load up my ass here and ride my ass into town. Ah, El Budo! You better get your ass out of my town, boy. We don't take too kindly to your fairy hairy asses in these parts. But no, growing up, I didn't really, I wasn't really into, like, I could appreciate action, but I wasn't into a lot of the 80s action Macho Man movies, you know what I mean? And you're not talking about Macho Man Randy Savage. 
No, just this macho dude Rambo. Oh, yeah. Shit. And uh, me, I loved that. Like, I watched Conan the Barbarian and Commando. Fucking awful movies. <laughs> but but as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, action. Boom, boom. Beat him up. Uh, that, was, I, that was one of the things I liked about superheroes when I was a kid. They were beating well, people yes, up. Well, yes. I enjoyed the Batman movies. I enjoyed superheroes. Dragon Ball Z. There was a lot more to those martial movies arts. Fucking than, than just explosions and shooting people. I mean, yeah, there were there were a lot of action movies and action themed things that I appreciated. Just not so much of the war movies and the 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 big tough guy movies. I don't know. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I was different. I loved that shit. I ate it right up. I mean, I was in I think middle school when The Matrix came out, but. The Matrix is a good example of, like, that type of action movie I would lean towards. And I totally leaned away from that type of action. There you go. Yeah, there you are. But I think it's really worth noting that, like, that's not a fair representation of at least First Blood, which I watched last yeah, night. Uh, There's a lot more to that than, like, I'm Macho so glad Man you said movie. that because I was really hoping you would realize that about First Blood. First of all, it's a very deep movie. Let me get this out of the way. It still does suffer from a lot of those tropes that those movies suffer from. But there's a lot more to it than just yes, that. Yes, absolutely. A lot of social commentary in that about the Vietnam War, about the war heroes themselves, How about many... the way society perceived them. Maybe is a little exaggerated, but it's that stuff still. Yes, but it to raises an a extent, point, and an and it doesn't glorify. Now, like any action movie, it does glorify violence to an extent. Well, let's not get it twisted. But, Rambo uh, 3 and Rambo 4 definitely glorified this violence, which well, is I'm, the I'm, opposite of what First Blood really was Yeah, I'm judging purely on First Blood because that's the only one I've seen in its entirety. Although I have seen a lot of Rambo 2, I've never watched First it. Blood Part 2... It was like one of those in the middle. It souped up the violence, but it still had that feeling of this isn't what we're trying to achieve. Like now, yes, what as people you don't you shouldn't want this. We're, we'll look for peace. First you know? Blood, while like any action movie, like I said, did sensationalize violence and all that, didn't necessarily glorify war. Like it made it ugly. You've got to come out of that from a perspective of like wow. Whether you're the type of person who would join the army or not, like to look at that and be like, this is the consequences. Yeah, this of. is the shit these people put themselves through. All it took was one small flashback of, of him being strung up and having a knife ran across his chest while he's like screaming in agony. Like this dude went through some fucked up shit and he was a POW for six months before he escaped. So that was the type of shit he went through on a daily basis. Now, I have a lot of opinions on the armed services and the military, so that we're not going to get into, but regardless of my own personal opinions on that stuff, like, these wars aren't the wars of these people that fight them. Like No, they're the wars of their officers. Not even their officers, even. Like, these are the wars of people that never touch a battlefield. Like, just, this is. Yeah, they push a button and things happen. It's both a culture and, like, a society of people in a totally different class that are responsible for these conflicts. And the people that fight these wars and are put through this ordeal and commit these acts, yes, they do have personal responsibility for their actions. But 
it's not their war. Like, they are people who have decided for whatever reasons, some of them for good reasons and I'm sure some for bad, to put their trust in these people's judgments and what these people tell them to do and to make an agreement to do whatever they tell them to do based on their desire to do good. Right, and as John Rambo did say, what he wanted out of life was for the people of this country to love him just a little bit as much as he loved that country and did those things for that country in the name of, you know, your your officers, your president and what have you in in the wars that they're fighting. He did this for their country in his words, whether or not the war that they're fighting is a just one. Yeah. And and it is a complex issue because it's like uh an argument could be made that uh, I respect your intent, but I don't respect the atrocities you've committed. But at the same time, I mean, like anything, this is a complex issue. And uh, and it brings that to light. And I don't think it meant to, to be like, this is the answer to that complex issue. It just perhaps meant to bring it to light. Yeah. Because there, think, there, Rambo's in- not a hero in this movie. Not at all. No. Well, anti-hero kind of consider. He is a tragic, tragic sort in this film. Uh, would you consider him a victim? I read to somewhere, a certain extent. I don't remember where, but I read somewhere a quote along the lines that there are no heroes in this movie, just broken men that make bad decisions. Rambo is definitely broken. Yes. And he definitely made a few bad decisions. And even the sheriffs, like you can't root, you root for Rambo because these police officers are assholes. And if it wasn't for the way they treated him, which was completely unwarranted, none of this would have happened. They wouldn't have sparked his survival instinct and kill or be killed attitude. One thing I really like about this movie, how many of these like, you know, macho man action movies that I, that I mentioned, do you see where the hero of the movie breaks down and sobs and cries. Oh my god. At the end. Sylvester Stallone, you're tearing at my hot strings. Yeah, that that, that was a great Seriously. performance and uh and it really is like there's not I, I before I saw Rambo, okay, I was victim to that whole perception of like, yeah, it's like a Vietnam movie. And then it's like I'm all, I'd always be reminded several times throughout my life, oh yeah, the first Rambo isn't a Vietnam movie. No, it's like just... he's a Vietnam vet, but it's at home. Yeah. Shit, even only there's only one movie that's a Vietnam movie. And I, I definitely wouldn't expect, ha- before I had watched the movie or knew a little bit more about its social context and stuff, that like that Rambo at the end of the titular movie, well, I guess it's not the titular movie, it's not called Rambo, but you know what I mean, the main, main movie here of the franchise breaks down in tears and cries like a baby. I would never expect that, and that's, that's cool. Very. Like I said, it gives a lot of more depth. It takes a brave man to cry. A brave 90s man to cry. That's when the movie 80s, came out, man. right? No, 82. <laughs> no. <laughs> it takes a brave man to cry. A brave 80s man. Yes, it does take a brave 90s man to cry. Which leads me to believe we should probably talk about the man himself. Mr. John James Rambo. Is that his middle name, James? Yes. Born July 1946 in Bowie, Arizona, or is it Bowie, Arizona? I don't know. Bowie. I don't want to be Avril Lavigne here. like the David. Uh, To a Navajo father and an Italian-American mother. Not much is really known about his life before joining the Army at age 17. One thing we do know, though, is his Social Security number. Honestly, I tell you what, that's a fake security number that I'm sure the military just... 
provided for people. For all you identity wink, thieves, wink. for all you identity thieves out there, though, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give you this on air. And I'll just say this as a disclaimer: you go ahead and steal John Rambo's identity. Yeah, go at your for own it. Risk. I dare you to yeah. try. Yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. <laughs> like that's on you, pal. We'll see how far you get before the government turns a red light on you. Like really, I checked with him. He's totally. He's not. He's not going to be pissed at us for reading it on air. He's totally cool with that. He's like, oh yeah. I mean, if they are, he's like, well, if they want to be me, they go ahead and be me. I'm just hiding out in Burma. <laughs> yeah. He's like, go ahead, let him try to steal my identity. I do. Can, can you just imagine Rambo talking to credit fraud people at it for his credit card company? <laughs> I don't even know what I would do if it five TV. I watch the Super Bowl. Um, sir, it says here that between 1972 and 1974, uh, you used your credit card in California. To rack up seven. I was in Vietnam. I was in Vietnam. I was was being tortured with leeches and knives. The Kong, the Viet Kong, they made my life a living hell for six months. So what's his social security number? 936-01-1758. There you go. Have at it, Haas. So he was drafted into the U.S. Army at age 17 on August 6, 1964. And while he spent his time in the Army, he had advanced training in weaponry, hand-to-hand combat, guerrilla warfare. Uh, he's an expert in demolitions, jungle survival, and sniper skills. He's also fluent in multiple languages. And he was deployed to South Vietnam in September 1966. All missions classified, so don't even try to figure out what he was doing. I think it's it's safe to say we you could guess somewhere in the range of what he was doing. Well, yeah. We'll just say he wasn't playing Red Rover. So he returned to the U.S. a year later and trained with the U.S. Army Special Forces at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And in 1969, he was redeployed to Vietnam. This time to play Red Rover. <laughs> <laughs> oh... At some point during this tour, he was captured by the North Vietnamese. It was around uh, late 1972. I don't know when exactly he was captured. Well, it was in between 1969 and 1972 because he escaped captivity in May 1972. Well, he was captive for six months, so I guess that would put that around November 71. Yeah, November, December. But after escaping, he was eventually deployed again. What the fuck? Does uh, the, go- actually, does the this, government just do that? His, his redeployment was uh, his choice. Oh. He, Still, he does the government be, just do that? Yeah, they're like, whoa, this guy, he wants to get back at them. Let's, uh, you know, we don't have to draft any more people because he just wants to go out and kill him <laughs> himself. He's like, you know what? You know, I was. And then he was deployed again after all that shit. Well, he did choose to be redeployed. Uh, I feel like he knew that that was his life. And, and he was just, you know, the war is still going on, so why not? He's a soldier. He belongs back in there. Maybe he wants to get some revenge. And then he was discharged from the military September 17th, 1974. Honorably, I might add. Well, that's good. In total, in the time spent in this war, he had 59 confirmed kills. 
which kind of levels him up on badassery. Oh, yeah, that's nothing compared to what's to come. Right, right. I feel like he killed 59 people just in Rambo 3 alone. <laughs> yeah, Rambo <laughs> definitely stepped his game up later he was on. Like, now, this is where I get confused. Okay, number of people killed per movie. Now, this isn't just by Rambo, but by anyone. Yeah, well, this the number I just gave to you is pre-movies. Yes, I understand. Rambo. But looking at the movies, First Blood, how many people were killed in that movie? Uh, 10. The official count, Craig, I shit you not, is one. One? So all the people he shot was just wounded? The only person he, he killed was the person he, he didn't even kill? He only shot the officer at the end. He didn't... He shot the officer... No, he shot a bunch of other officers. He didn't shoot anybody else. Went running through the streets. He shot up at the lights and shot one of the officers in the post up top. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Well, but a, he, lot of his, a lot of his time when he was in the woods, he was... Uh, he injured... Now, see, yeah, he injured, this, but he did not kill. Yes, and that's true. There are the majority of quote unquote kills, the majority of like takedowns that I see, he is showing restraint and trying not to kill. He even but, said at one moment, I could have killed all your men. I didn't. I showed you mercy. Show me and just leave me alone. But dude also throws a dude out a window, throws a rock at a guy. And causes him to fall from a helicopter, which is the one kill in the okay, movie. Okay, okay, but Fucking... in his defense, in his defense, oh, he was yeah, being yeah, shot yeah, yeah, at. Yeah, totally. He was being shot at when he was told totally. he was defenseless. There was nothing else he could have done at that point. So, yeah, I'm not getting on dude's case. I'm, and even then, I'm just saying semantics. Even then, he didn't himself kill him. The pilot was saying, get in, you're going to, you know, you're, you're not being safe. He threw a rock at, at the window. Cracked Absolutely. the window of the helicopter, it tilted, and the guy fell out. Regardless. So the one death he, isn't even technically by Rambo. He causes a cop car with two police officers in it to fucking explode. Doesn't he kill fucking people. he shoots the main cop dude that was chasing him. Sheriff Teasel? At the end with a falls, fucking machine gun like mad time. He falls through falls the roof. Through the roof. Come on, man. You cannot survives. tell me that was intent. Batman would not have done that. Like, you cannot tell me. And I know oh, yeah, he was, was about he was about to kill him after that. And his boy talked him down. Still, come on, man. Batman has no intent to kill. Rambo. Ah, whoa, I don't, whoa, whoa. I don't, We're not I comparing don't... Batman and Rambo here. No, but I'm saying. We certainly like, are not. I, in the Rambo doesn't that, have like, that. In the extent that Rambo didn't purposefully kill anyone except for possibly the guy in the helicopter. I don't know, man. The big difference is Rambo likes guns. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Big difference. A lot more than Batman does. Batman, regardless, will not kill. Rambo tries not to kill, but if he feels like he doesn't have a choice, he will not hesitate. Absolutely. To kill. I'm just saying. Like like you said, he, I, did, he shot the man. He fell through a window. I don't buy that nobody else would die. With the, all that, like, dude, the fucking police car that blew up. Neither of those officers died? Yeah, no, I guess not. I and see, then assumed. that's, to me, that's like expanded universe shit. Because as an average viewer, I see that scene, I'm like, well, those fucking officers are dead. Like, from my perspective, seeing a car explode with two passengers, it's safe to say they died. So to say that they didn't? is some fucking expanded universe Boba Fett pulled himself out of the Sarlacc pit shit. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But they say that not even Teasel died because he was being loaded into the ambulance at the end of the movie. Yes. Supposedly. But come on. I, I That dude should have died. So then the official count continues with Rambo First Blood Part 2. It helps the ante a little bit. 69 kills. 69 kills. 
which I is mean, 69 is times more than the official count for the first one. Officially, I mean, this is him also uh, shooting rocket launchers at boats. <laughs> <laughs> he takes an arrow that has a detonation tip, and he shoots a man in the face with it, and his whole head explodes. Oh Dude, this this shit, man. It's it, ridiculous. It goes it goes from you know lone, loner type movie where one kill two. Let's just kill up an entire Viet Cong prison camp. What, mind you, that's technically being ran by Russians. <laughs> Can, I guess now in, by part two, we're in the eighties, so the the Cold War is in the midst of things. So Russians are the big villains. Part two takes place in the eighties. Yeah. Wow. Well, so the wait first a film was 82, the second film was 84, no, 86, and the third film was 88. When did the Vietnam War end? It was the 70s. And there were still POW prisoners? That was a, yeah, a little yeah. redundant, prisoners of war prisoners? In the 80s that, that the Viet Cong just decided to keep alive? Yeah. Because fuck it. Fuck it. They're <laughs> prisoners. To them, they're like, well, they might come back. Hey, US might hey, come back. Hey, the the US government wastes money on keeping people prisoner that don't need to be kept prisoner all the time. Why why not give it a try? Maybe it's a secret to their success. There really wasn't much money wasted on these prisoners, trust me. <laughs> there really wasn't much money in general. In general, they I'm pretty sure these prisoners fought over the rats that infested their cells <laughs> as for food and sustenance. Well, they should get a lawyer because that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that right. is just, you cannot keep prisoners in such unsanitary conditions. It's not America, man. <laughs> what do you think you are, America? Well, in Rambo 3, they almost doubled the body count. Oh, my God. 132 There's... kills. Just by Rambo or just in no, general? No, in general. Okay, because in Rambo 3, the basic plot is Troutman can't get Rambo to go with him on a mission into Soviet-occupied Afghanistan, because that's a thing. <laughs> Just like, the what was it in Rambo 2, like the Soviets and the well, Vietnam, it, Vietnamese were working, were working together. together? Yeah, But the Soviets also spoke like German Nazis. Yeah, yeah kind of. Troutman couldn't convince Rambo to go on the mission with him. He went on his own, was was captured and then the father from that 70s show no way red yeah. red foreman kurtwood smith yeah i love that dude he uh that dude's the shit he came back to rambo just wanted to let him know and then rambo convinced this colonel griggs I. am just red picturing foreman. that it's red yeah but it's not even a colonel he's got his fucking like well he wears a white suit in the movie open, he doesn't like, even wear like a his, like shirt that's like kind of open at the vest yeah. with the collar and he's totally he's like look i just wanted to let you know you're, i just want to let you you're know you're a dumbass troutman got captured I'm sorry, Rambo. And he he's was like, a dumbass. And then Rambo's just like, can you get me in? I'm going for him. And mind you, Rambo 3 was made with this one delicious tagline that was perfect for trailers. I can see it right now. Commercial spots where the Russian leader, the Russian leader, Colonel Zazen, says, who are you? Kaiser, Kaiser, so say. Kaiser, Takezo, Takezo Kenze. No. Takezo Kensei? Colonel Sason. Wilfred, Wil, Wilfred Winkenbach? Uh, close, but it's Colonel Sason. So he just says... <laughs> in, so not close at all. <laughs> this man says into a walkie-talkie to Rambo, Who are you? And who Rambo just turns around and you? says, in all seriousness, he gets close up on Rambo's face, and he just says into the microphone, 
your worst nightmare. Perfect for a trailer, for a movie trailer. It was like that line was written for it. And he was like, ooh, come up with that one yourself, Rambo. Just like in First Blood, the line for that movie was Colonel Troutman saying, I knew it was well, you're going to need a lot of body bags. Yeah, what it was that he said, uh, you're, you're sending 300 people out oh, there. Yeah. You're sending just 300 people against like Rambo. That. Just remember one thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, what's that? Or he's like, just don't forget one thing. And he's like, what's that? 300 body bags. 300 or like body that. bags. Yeah, dude, that yeah. shit was good action movie line. That was good. I think that's a lot better than your worst your nightmare. Your worst nightmare. And he was like, I'm out. <laughs> 300 body bags. I'm out. Drop the fucking microphone. <laughs> oh, Walk shit. Out. Pipe bomb. <laughs> Red Foreman comes in. He's like, you better go outside and get some snow for that burn. <laughs> shit, dog. You got any antiseptic cream? Nathan Capiser from Self Radio Podcast comes in. He's like, you better head over to Celadon City and get a burnio because you just got burned. Well, Rambo uses a lot of weapons to kill, but... He pretty much uses anything as disposal. Yeah. Right? Can you guess what his favorite weapon is? His knife? His Bowie knife. Yeah, of course. Hands down. Second favorite weapon, anything he gets his hands on. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a bow and arrow, uh, a bow with an arrow with a detonator tip, uh, an a RPG, not the video game. A stick? Is that the word you were looking for? I Just was not looking st- for the stick. A random stick laying Although in the woods? Although he could. He shaped one into a knife. Really? Traps, yeah. He took his sticks and like whittled them into traps in the first into movie. Into stakes. Into stakes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't the sticks into stakes. <laughs> he turned the stick into a stake. Medium rare. <laughs> now that'd be impressive. That's like some Jesus-grade shit. Uh, Sylvester Stallone has compared Rambo to the Frankenstein monster, which I think is really cool. And that would mean that Troutman would be Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, he's a war machine monster that was created by America to do America's bidding. But then eventually he escapes and he runs amok and he goes crazy. Well, yeah, he tries to fit in with a society that just shuns him and it doesn't work and people get hurt. You know what? That's oddly deep coming from Sylvester Stallone. Hey, I would punch two times the head and I would try to fight back, but you just never the head. They won't even let me keep a job, too. It can't sell a car. Can't buy a TV there. So here's what's probably a partial list of the awards Rambo has been um, awarded. He's received at least one Medal of Honor, two Silver Stars for Valor, four Bronze Stars, four Purple Hearts, one Air Medal, one Distinguished Service Cross, one Distinguished Flying Cross, one Army Distinguished Service Medal, one Soldier's Medal, one Combat Action Ribbon, one Army Service Ribbon, one Vietnam Service Medal, one Vietnam Wound Medal, one Prisoner of War Medal, one Combat Infantryman Badge, one Aircraft Crewman Badge, one Senior Combat Parachutist Badge, one Expert Weapons Qualification Badge, Blue Moons, Pink Hearts, Rainbows, Clovers, whatever, all that shit. Red Balloons, yeah. Yes, that's a hell of a lot of accolades for one man. A Green Beret. He actually did receive a second Medal of Honor for his actions in the second film, but he rejected it and said to give the Medal of Honor to the POWs that he rescued. 
word. Noble to the end. And that was basically my last fuck you to the government as as far in Rambo's terms. You and know? they didn't either. They were like he uh mm, he had well, his prison sentence cut from there. He was freed and he went and lived in Thailand where he became a stick fighter. This was at the end of Rambo 3, you said? Uh, no, at the end of Rambo 2, he basically denounced the U.S. government, and you find him Rambo 3 living in Thailand as a stick fighter. Oh, okay. He was, a... And he said he, that's why he didn't want to do it. He was done with fighting. What's a stick fighter? Like uh, it's, when you're it's on a top Thai... of the sticks? No, no. It's a, oh. it's, a, it's a Thai mix of martial arts and weapons, like two little sticks, like Nightwing's weapon. Okay. Uh, the batons, two little batons, and you fight another person using martial arts uh, combat. It, you either fight until one man stops fighting or surrenders. As we've talked about, there is also an animated series out there for Rambo. It's called <laughs> Rambo, The Force of Freedom. Because, yeah, let's make a kid's show about a traumatized Vietnam vet. Well... It's. Did you watch any of the show? No. I got to watch a couple episodes. It's totally not about a traumatized Vietnam vet. It's basically yeah, GI Joe. That's the, what the source material is. Yeah, about. but what they were thinking was, oh, you know, the kids are like, oh, Rambo, he's he's macho, he's a badass, he's an action hero. Let's market toys of you know war heroes. Just like they did the same thing with Ridley Scott's Alien. Yeah. Again, it brings me back to my what I was saying earlier about like nostalgia and kids were into this they marketed big time for it. like i said this show was basically just gi joe only insert rambo characters here totally now, they made toys the you know this show was made to make toys for children as all animated series were in, in the, the 80s. 80s yeah and it was acceptable like nowadays you wouldn't be able to make one of these shows for kids it would never pass with <laughs> with parents or just standards of animated programming. Like, I don't care what anyone says. You know what? I think me and you grew up in the golden age of animation. Not the 80s. Like, okay, we grew up on the cusp. Like, me and you and a, and a few people, like, a little bit younger than us grew up in the golden age of animation. Like, are you talking Rugrats, Doug? Yes, I'm Nicktoons. talking Nicktoons and cartoon cartoons. Okay. Fucking Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls. So you're saying Rugrats, post these... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes, post dude. He Man, post Transformers, even the adult and adolescent like programming that was animated that came out in that era. I feel like that, like The Simpsons, age of an yes, The Simpsons, Beavis and Butthead. Like whether or not you appreciate these shows, it's so influential. To the history of animation as an art form, I feel like a lot of the shows that were aired and came out in that time period... The 80s or the 90s? The 90s more. Okay. Were more important and qualitatively better shows than, like, say, Looney Tunes. Craig, please block all incoming emails to fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Well, Looney Tunes Looney were Tunes wacky, just fans. just wacky and silly. There was no meaning behind any of it. It wasn't, you know, they didn't have actual episodic runs. But they are a vital and important piece of the history of animation. Definitely. Rambo, The Force of Freedom, however. I cannot believe this show made 65 episodes. 
It Jesus fucking Christ. Terrible. The voice acting is terrible. The animation is choppy. And half the time, the animated characters move their lips like three or four times and say like four sentences. <laughs> <laughs> it was about Rambo leading this team who would fight against a terrorist organization known as Savage, which stands for the Specialist Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. What a great acronym you got there. A uh, little known fact, Savage is run by Mr. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> no, it's actually General Warhawk. That's um. A G.I. Joe character? No, 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 it's no, not. no, it's a Rambo it's just, character. It's just indistinguishable from one. It's not Cobra Commander, not at all. Although this show did tap into a large well of characters that you could say were Rambo's allies that weren't around in the movies or anything like that. They were made for the show, I guess, because you need something to run 65 episodes on more than the same two friends of his. You, you, mean, you mean to tell me that you couldn't support 65 episodes of a children's show based around a man that says about one or two lines of dialogue an episode and spends the majority of time. Oh, man, solitary. I wish he only did one or two lines of dialogue an episode. It was just his the voice was even really bad. The one of the shows starts off with him playing soccer with a couple local kids and he, by the way, because that's totally within Rambo's range of character. Like by that the way, is no, something this, he would do. This dude, he cheats for one. He kicks the ball back and forth to himself, then kicks it straight up in the air about fifty feet, and then it lands on his finger spinning. <laughs> he he broke the first rule of and soccer. There, and you go there, you go. There's and there I shit you not. Guy Fox is sitting there in the corner going, oh, it's a red flag. I call, no, you're shitting me, yes. You're shitting me, so. There's no shitting me not about that. Guy Fox is not there. That's a red flag. I tell you, you can't do that in a real proper soccer match. Go Manchester United. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's just go and take a look at some of Rambo's allies and enemies that he had with him. Will we also be covering Facebook acquaintances? No, man. There's no Facebook, (laughs) only MySpace. Are you telling me it is in character for Rambo to play soccer with a bunch of local youth, but not to start a MySpace and a Facebook and a Tumblr and a Twitter and an Instagram? Randomly on the news feed, you just see John J. Rambo says... (laughs) I don't even know if I understand this world anymore. (laughs) Frowny face. Sad emoticon. (laughs) John J. Rambo says, So I did get the job. They said I looked too much like a vagrant. When will I... Add life event. (laughs) He posts a meme, and it's like one of those annoying... Little like memes with the picture in the background of the text on top, and it's like making love to a woman is like picking a flower, except that I can't make love to a woman without being reminded of the last time that I had sex and it was in Vietnam. And then, like, the meme just like cuts off there, and Rambo <laughs> is just crying. And there's a fr- there's like a frowny face emoticon afterwards. I hate those memes. <laughs> Yeah, no, Rambo wasn't playing around with with Facebook, I don't think. His main friend, 
I guess you could say was his best friend. Colonel Troutman, we know, was he trained Rambo. His only ally. Well, apparently not. No. Uh, even in the movies, he had more allies. Fair enough. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was his, his only main friend. friend. Is that his fair? only friend. Is his only friend. In Does the movies. Does he have other friends? Not None that really to speak of. Everybody hates him. <laughs> the whole world <laughs> hates Rambo. <laughs> Seriously. I swear to God, Southern Bob, the whole world's against us. <laughs> no, he. I guess you could say, he, I guess, the only person he trusts that's alive. Yes, absolutely. Another one of his allies is Ko. Ko Bao, I think her name was. Was the person he met up with in First Blood Part 2 to help him on his mission. She's a South Vietnamese woman whose father was a spy for the South Vietnamese and was captured and killed. That's the woman that like speaks in like Hollywood broken English and yeah, Rambo. What bring you and, luck? <laughs> Rambo and her said. make out for like a minute, and then like twenty seconds later, she gets shot to death with a machine gun. Yeah, like, sad, 12 sad. times. Uh, he was gonna bring her back to America with him. Apparently, the people that made the Rambo series don't know how to incorporate a fry <laughs> step one don't do it in a vietnamese war period piece step two don't kill off fry as soon as they finally make out <laughs> yeah that's like they broke the first rule of romantic comedies and i know that's not what they're aiming for but like these rules should be taken into account yeah so he had a few other friendlies, as you would call them. The people that make up the group, the Force of Freedom. A Mr. Edward Turbo Hayes, who is a mechanical engineer, and a first lieutenant who graduated from the Air Force Academy. Okay. White Dragon, who is not just a ninja, but a heroic ninja. <laughs> and the twin brother of Black Dragon, who is one of his villains. There is... TD Touchdown Jones, who is an ex-football player who apparently who apparently transfers well into the world of uh, freedom fighting, <laughs> and a Native American ally that just goes by the name Chief. Because oh, because you gotta have one of those. Gotta it's have eighties cartoon. Gotta have like token it. token black guy and token Native American. And I'm sure they both speak in token tongue. <laughs> token tongue. It's it's new. It's not well. It's nothing new, but the the is. Have you ever heard that phrase used anywhere? Or did you just make that one up? No, that was that was off the tongue. off the cuff. Off the cuff. I love it because token tongue is a real thing in in eighties cartoons. Any basically anything before um, the mid nineties. Absolutely. And after the mid nineties, for for people thing. that think comedy is that easy. So those are some of his friends. We've talked about one of his main rivals or enemies, uh, Sheriff Teasel, the Hope Washington Sheriff, just an all-around dickhead. Mr. Marshall Murdoch, who's basically the bureaucrat that's in charge of the POW operation in First Blood Part 2. He, he was a dick. He, yeah, he could have brought Rambo home with that one POW, but God help him, they had to save face and, and prove that there weren't still POWs so they were going to abandon Rambo and leave him there to die and just cover it all up. Rambo wasn't having Dick none of move. that. Rambo was Dick not move. having none of that. He still had to fight the forces of Savage, so he had to get back. <laughs> As I said, General War Warhawk is the leader of Savage. His second-in-command, uh, Sergeant Havoc, 
There's Gripper, who's a European mercenary with a metal right fist. Really? Yep. Because that was also a prerequisite for being a supervillain in an 80s cartoon. Just ask Dr. Claw. There was Nomad, who was your stereotypical Middle Eastern terrorist. Mad Dog, voiced by Frank Welker, the only good voice in, in this whole series, who's a leader of a biker gang. He's got a huge savage tattoo on his chest. Uh, other members of the gang are Animal, Jerkface, and Razor. <laughs> Jerkface? Jerkface. He's my favorite. I don't even know who he is, but he's my favorite. He's... I mean, with a name like that, he's like... You know he's cool. They're, you they're know taking, that's a chill guy right there. No, so Mad Dog's taking uh, taking applications for his biker gang, and he's like, jerk face, this guy's in. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> he has to be a dick. And Black Dragon, who, as I said, is White Dragon's twin brother. He is the evil ninja. So Rambo 5, Last Stand, has been in and out of development hell for a long time now. No, 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 no. There's no coming out of development hell. Once you're in development hell, you're in for good. <laughs> you're in, it's like the mafia. You're in <laughs> for life. Life. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. Kind of like being a POW <laughs> in the Vietnamese prison camp. It's pretty much the same exact thing. But as Troutman says, what you call hell, Rambo calls home. And I think that's where Rambo 5 is is probably going to be calling home, at least for a while now. Yeah, well, uh, Sylvester Stallone has actually been back and forth on whether or not he said he wanted to do it. And then he said he's almost done with the script. And then he said it should be going forward. Then he said, uh, you know what? I think it would be do a disservice to Rambo to do another one. And then he was like, <laughs> but well, then I, would love, I would love to do another Rambo, though. Yeah, he, he said he wants to see Rambo go out in a blaze of glory. Yeah, Which uh, makes people think I Rambo think would die at in this. Some point in here, he just has now given up and just made the Expendables movies. So we don't know too much else about it. We know it would pick up with him coming home after Rambo 4 and revolve around his relationship with his estranged father and, of course, his inability to fit into society. Do you think his estranged father was as badass of a war hero as Rambo? I don't think anyone was as badass as a war hero. Except Rambo. for the man that made Rambo. Well, he genetic, was probably genetically, pretty badass. Genetically. Wait. Not trained. Not, oh. Because Troutman made Oh, yeah. Rambo. No, I'm saying let's see a prequel about Troutman. Yo, that would be sick. <laughs> Just show, what, you mean like Trout, Troutman training Rambo or Troutman in his heyday? In his heyday. World War II or some shit. He's not that old, is he? Yeah, he was born in 29. Yeah. So, Dude, yeah. fuck Rambo 5. Let's see Troutman 1, part well, 2. I guess that would make him, what, 16 during World War 2? So maybe not World War 2. Dude, this is Hollywood. Let's let's do it. You know how many dates they've probably already at contradicted? 15. At age 15, he signed up for the Army. Fuck it. Let's have a fucking inconsistency with his birthday. Okay. By a fucking couple years. Make it so. Can I say it one more time? Make it so. Make it, make it, make it so. Make it. You can say it as many more times. And make it so. It. Make, Remix make, it. Make, 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 make it, make it so. <laughs> so, 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 so. But some actual plots that have been either proposed or rumored for this movie include A, 
Rambo's father being kidnapped by Mexican drug lords and Rambo, of course, fighting to get him back. So basically taken. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, with, but with Rambo's but with like 80-year-old father. Instead of Liam Neeson <laughs> fighting for his father. Uh, no offense, Sylvester Stallone. I love you as a childhood action hero, star. You don't have the articulation of Liam Neeson, although you may also have the same certain set specific of specific set of skills. skills. Oh, skill. what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you re- can you but repeat that? You. I'm sorry. Can you enunciate, sir? We're, sir, we're, sir, we're trying to negotiate uh, like ransom for your father, sir. Hey, you going out there? Sir, I've got you on. Sir, I've got you on speakerphone. I can't understand what you're saying. Fair. Okay, hold on. All right, all right. Say that again. I got specific scales. You've got some Pacific Dragon scales. What was? Are you? Are you? Can we? I will find you. I know where you are. I will kill you if you lay a hand on my father. Is that a Liam Neeson soundboard? Who that? I'm almost there. <laughs> we just can't train him. The boy is too old. I'm pretty sure that's a Liam Neeson soundboard. Metachlorians. Me- me- Metachlorians. Metachlorians are tiny microscopic creatures. I, uh, are you on, like, can you, can you text? Do you, get, do you get charged more for text? Can we just, it'd be so much easier if we could just do this over text. I'm your worst nightmare. B, yes, we were in a in a list of A, B, C. Uh, B, Rambo Five could also be about Rambo's daughter being kidnapped by a cult. So taken. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing it again. With a cult. With a cult. All I can say is that if it ends in Rambo versus Cthulhu. I'm in. Last, but most certainly not least. C. Stallone has also said that Rambo 5 will be loosely based upon a book called Hunter. Ah, yes. In this scenario, Rambo and a special ops agent are hired to hunt down an illegally genetically engineered creature that has destroyed research facilities, massacred scientists, and has escaped and is on its way to society. So the thing, Kurt Russell. Well, that was an alien. But yeah, what? <laughs> this is this was seriously considered by Rambo as a fucking sequel? By Rambo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to say by Sylvester Stallone. That's just insane. They're Rambo hunting a genetic freak. <laughs> That's literally a monster. And yet we're still supposed to take first so this is, seriously. Oh, no, no, no. I get it. They didn't. They just because you know how Sylvester Stallone said Rambo was basically like Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. That's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is an interesting fan theory. There is. That would definitely account for A, B and C. Perhaps that deleted scene where Rambo kills himself was canon. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we're getting this deep ha- here. This happens in purgatory? Let's or? go. Let's go. Open that fucking rabbit hole. We're diving right the fuck in. Uh, is this what you're talking about? These are like this him is, in a coma? This is like the mad fantasy of a dying man. Like, 
he never got to go back and finish the war, never got to win the war, so he does. He, he then, never so got he to fight then... a genetically engineered fucking No, we'll, we'll take it back into Rambo 3. He, uh, he never got the opportunity to live, live his life peacefully in Thailand, so he does, and he gets pulled back in because he's a his mental and case. And you know what? Let me just say, I never did either, so it would be cool if, you know, at the end of the day, I was given a chance to imagine an hour and a half long delusion of having, you know, been able to live peacefully in Thailand. Yay. I guess in uh, Rambo 4, you know, Rambo, uh, also known as Rambo 4. Clearest chronological order of movie titles ever. Well, in that movie, I guess there's a scene where they show a bunch of images from his life. And one of those images is from that deleted scene where he kills himself. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. Or so I've been told. Oh. Oh. But really, we can't stress this enough. Even you, Rambo. There are options. There are options. Killing yourself is never the answer. And you aren't stupid. What you do matters. So I uh, guess that's about it. Our Rambo episode is over. It's not over. Nothing's over, Craig. You can't just turn it off. You can't just turn the Rambo episode off. You can just just hit pause. No, you can't. I go can't back just go your, get a job and work when all I can think about is Rambo. Listening to Rambo podcast. Well, if you can't get enough of Rambo, you can head on over to our Facebook page, uh, Fairpoint Podcast. And you can check out all our Rambo stuff that we posted there. And while you're on Facebook, go ahead and look up Sylph Radio Podcast. That's the Pokemon podcast, right? Absolutely. The second Secret Room Multimedia Podcast just started last week. And episode two, featuring yours truly and your others truly. I think he means me. Uh, (laughs) I'm nowhere near a Pokemon expert to talk about it, but I get the honorary nod because I'm, well, co-owner of Secret Room Multimedia. Yeah, and that episode premieres in two days on Valentine's Day to just warm your heart up with all that Charmander goodness. So when you're taking your baby or your sweetheart out to a romantic McDonald's dinner, you can listen to us on the way. And both those podcasts can be found on iTunes for free, as always. And if you're listening, please, it doesn't hurt to leave us a rating, leave us a review, You'd be surprised how much shit like that helps. Seriously, it's uh, it's free, guys. It's free entertainment. What what price can you put on that? Nothing. Because it's free. But you can go and give us a like. Why not? You can go and give us a five star rating or leave a review. Just a couple minutes out of your time, and we're not gonna put, yeah. be pushy on you like those dumb little uh, phone apps. It's donation suggested, and we don't suggest a donation of cash. No, no, no. We we suggest a donation. Of a star rating. We suggest five star. We suggest a donation of an old-fashioned handy. I mean, email. (laughs) Send it to us to fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Let us know what you want to hear about. You can just, you know, ask us how we're we're doing. And you could do the same thing on our Twitter account, Uh, at fairpointpod. Or you can go check out our YouTube page, you know. YouTube.com backslash Fairpoint Podcast. Subscribe to us. Check out our videos. 
They're pretty. They're pretty entertaining. They're worth the effort we put into them. <laughs> we, <laughs> or at least we think so. Fuck shit. That's that's in stone. And there's our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash. Uh, oh, oh, I know. Fairpoint Podcast. There you go. Yes. What do I win? Absolutely nothing. Bubblegum, stick of dynamite, honey knife? No, no, absolutely nothing. No. What a fucking rip. Exactly. I'm out of here. From the secret room, I'm Craig Mad Dog Lewis. And I'm Nathan No Nickname Capacer. You could have been General Warhawk. I could have been. But I, but I took a different path, and, and now I have to deal with that. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about the Powerpuff Girls. Is this something we could get in trouble for? Um, I, I would say it's A, it's fair use. B... If this is your intellectual property, then fucking take credit for it. Because I never heard it in an episode of South Park. <laughs> I'll be on the phone with them like, yes or no? <laughs> Was this in a South Park episode? But within yes reason. Or no. <laughs> Was this dialogue in a South Park episode? Yes or no? Sir, the dialogue was only in the... No, yes or no? 